0: Welcome to Generation Ag, a podcast for the future of agriculture. I'm Kayla. And I'm Lavinia, and we're a couple of young Aggies passionate about celebrating our industry and sharing the stories of people who work in it. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Today, I had the pleasure of interviewing Darcy Robinson, who is a 21-year-old entrepreneurial farmer who is known by his username to most as at Darcy underscore Rob. Darcy founded Farming Ag Photos, which you might have heard of, at the age of 15, which grew to a mass following of over 600,000. Darcy is currently running his own contracting business in Clunes, Victoria, and hopes to continue to expand his business in 2021 and purchase more land. Darcy is also an RB Sellers Ambassador and works to help promote agriculture to the masses. This was such a great episode. I had such an enjoyable time chatting to Darcy. He is amazing. There aren't many 21-year-olds that are as driven and have been as entrepreneurial or as outside the box thinking as what he is and it was truly a pleasure to chat with him. If you haven't already, go over and follow him on Instagram and continue to help him grow to create more awareness. And without further ado, let's get into the episode. (laughs) So Darcy, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to have you. We always ask our guests about their childhood. So can you tell us about what it was like growing up?
1: Yeah, g'day. Good to be here. Um, so as a kid, I lived in Ballarat, which is a city oh, It's only about 100,000 people. It's about an hour north of Melbourne down in Victoria. Um, went to school in Ballarat, played lots of uh, sport, so footy and tennis, so I uh I've played mostly, Um, pretty active kid, Um, loves farming at a young age. Uh, We had, well, we've got a farm, which is at Clunes, which is about half an hour north of Ballarat, Um, always out there as a kid and poking around with dad, doing cheap work and a bit of tractor work. So yeah, that's basically it. Grew up in town, but always had the farm there to to go out to.
0: Yeah, a bit of the best of both worlds. And did you go to the local high school?
1: I went to, I was at a school called Ballard Clarendon College, which was a private school. I was there for uh, 11 years and then for 11, year 11 and 12, I moved to a school called Ballard Grammar, um, which I moved there for agriculture, which I had, although well, they're were, they were offering ag- agriculture in year 11 and 12, which college didn't have, so made the move, yeah.
0: Um, I guess that was the foundation for you. Obviously, growing up on a farm, you always knew that you wanted to be in agriculture, but I guess that was the foundation for building that extra knowledge on that.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, as as a kid, I'd, I'd never always dreamed of coming home on the farm and working for myself, I suppose. Um, I had a strong passion for machinery and um, a bit of passion for sheep as well. So I always knew that what I wanted to do and, and yeah that I wanted to come come home farming um and yeah agriculture at grandma was good grandma had a little farm at uh, Warren heap which is just out of Ballarat so I would go there once a week and do a bit of farm work whether it was with cows or sheep or building uh or shelters it was um, yeah it was good real good
0: Yeah, awesome. And from school, you went straight into agriculture. Can you tell us a little bit about your transition and your experience in the ag industry thus far?
1: Yeah. So, uh, left year twelve. I was never a big fan of school, so I was pretty happy to get out. Um, (laughs)
0: Like most ag kids.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, went straight into um, working full time the day after my last exam, actually, which was which was good, <laughs> good to escape. Um, went working for a local contractor. Uh, did that for uh, approximately 12 months um, and then uh, went into fabrication work at an engineering place in Ballarat. Did that for six months, but didn't quite tickle my fancy. It was sort of, it was good Good skill to have and good to learn that, but it wasn't really what I wanted to do. So I finished up there and travelled up to Moree, which is um, a big grain-growing area in northern New South Wales, just under the Queensland border. Um, And I was up there for a bit under eight months working on a Lawson Grains property. Um, So, yeah, I was up there. And then when I finished up there, I come home and bought my own tractor and uh, started contracting for myself. And that's basically where I'm at now. yeah Yeah,
0: cool well you've done a lot in a short few years can you talk to me a little bit about what it was like working in corporate ag because that's quite a different experience so I'd love to get your perspective on that
1: yeah it was really good it was quite an eye-opener for me so our home farm um, down here in Victoria is only fairly small it's only about a thousand acres and the, the place I went up to it more it was about 20, 24,000 acres um, and being a, a corporate mob they, they had no expense spared on stuff like machinery and um, gadgets and stuff they use every day so it was it was good good operating nice flash gear and all the latest equipment um, and just real real tidy farm up there it was yeah it was real nice it brought home some good ideas from from that property back Back to the home farm, um, yeah, it was good. Good experience, a lot of switched-on people in in that Lawson Grains area. So, no, it was good.
0: What were some of the biggest key takeaways? I mean, you spoke about a few eye openers. Can you give us some examples of that?
1: Oh yeah, some of the, the size of some of the places up there is just outstanding. Like, I was in one paddock up there at a mate's place, not on the Lawson farms, but a mate's place next door, and it was. It's about 10,000 acres, just the one paddock. And it was uh, six kilometres by four kilometres or something. It was absolutely enormous. Um, stuff like that. Like you, don't, you don't see paddocks that size down here in Victoria or even southern New South Wales. Um, so, yeah, those sort of eye-openers and a lot of road trains up there, we don't get them down here in Victoria. So up along the Newell Highway every day I'd have to travel that every day back and forth to the farm. Um, You'd see a lot of a lot of grain trucks, which are big road trains. So that was pretty cool.
0: So, so was it yeah. your first experience uh, working in broadacre cropping? Then going up there?
1: No, I, with the contractor I started with out um, just out of school. Uh, we were doing broadacre cropping in Western District, um, and actually I went up to Bort, which is Northern Victoria, on a another large scale property which is actually a Warwick Erie property another corporate place mm-hmm. um, did sewing there and so yeah it wasn't it wasn't my first time not at all but it was the first time I'd been up that that far north um, and seen that biggest scale of, you know, of of business and yeah, just the farms in general are just enormous just big places
0: yeah uh, I guess even yeah. the daily operations is very different to family farming. Can you talk about some of the daily oh, operations that it was like going on there?
1: Oh, you'd spend pretty much all day in a tractor <laughs> on the home <laughs> farm. You'd sort of you get up and you might, I oh know, you might go fix a fence and uh, feed a few sheep, and then um, yeah, maybe do a bit of tractor work. But up there, I spent majority of my time sitting in a seat. <laughs> which was is yeah. good, but yeah, a lot different to to down near home. That's for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Just once again, big operators and big scale equipment, and it's good fun. A lot of technology in the in the machinery, uh, which was right up my alley. With uh, yeah, with the social media and stuff. So no, yeah, good. for
0: sure. And then you left that opportunity and decided to go out on your own contracting down near home. Yeah. Can you talk about the decision to make that change and also what's it been like running your own business?
1: Yeah, so as a kid, as I said before, um, always had the dream of owning my own equipment and working for myself in agriculture. So got a bit of money behind me as I was working up in uh, Northern New South Wales, and as soon as I got home, decided to buy a tractor because I knew of some work near home, um, some contracting work that I could go and do, and thought, I mars, I'll well have a crack because it's good money and it's enjoyable, and um, working for yourself is nothing better, I don't think." So, agree,
0: agree. Yeah, that's that. why I
1: chose. Yeah, that's why I chose to do that, um, and yeah, it's my passion. Like I, I wouldn't, wouldn't rather do anything else than work on, work on farms. For myself, yeah, you know, it's it's good fun and yeah, I enjoy it. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a few there's a few difficult things with uh working for yourself though. Like you, you got to be quite disciplined when it comes to it comes to getting out of bed in the morning because mm-hmm. you're not going to rock up to work and no one's going to tell you off, are they? If you work for yourself, so
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got
1: yeah, to be you got to be disciplined and um, like there's times there through the busy parts of the year like and sowing, you got to If you've got to push on, it's sort of up to you. No one's telling you to do so, but if you've got to do so, yeah, you just got to do it.
0: Yeah, Uh, that's that's definitely that self-discipline is a huge part of it and I guess um, the incentive is a bigger bank account.
1: That's right. Yeah, that's that's all you got to think of yeah.
0: <laughs> so what sort that's of all contracting I try and
1: think of anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you have to, don't you? In a business mindset. That's right. What sort of stuff yeah. are you doing with uh in terms of contracting, what are you what sort of uh services are you offering?
1: Uh, so I've, I've got speed discs. I've done a fair bit of speed discs in coming into um into sowing, just preparing the ground. Mm. Um, and then uh once Once sewing started, I went and hired a, a what's called a Degelman rock picker and okay. a, a big big machine that goes behind the tractor and basically all you do it's a bit of a tedious job, but you just go and pick up rocks um, and in, in western district it's quite a a volcanic and rocky area mm-hmm. um, so I was following a, a sewing contractor around with the with my tractor and picker and just picking up all the rocks that the the cedar would pull up um, just so you've got a clear paddock. Because if you don't have a clear paddock and the header comes through, you end up doing a fair bit of damage to machinery with with the rocks.
0: Mm. Um,
1: So, yeah, I was doing that. And then uh, recently just bought an air cedar. Oh, good on
0: you.
1: Yeah, looking to put in a bit of crop next year for myself, hopefully, and maybe a bit of contracting as well. Um, nothing flush just a an entry level air seater for I don't know for the start I suppose you'd say you've got to start
0: <laughs> somewhere though don't you
1: That's right especially with the the price machinery these days is ridiculous so it's a bit hard yeah. to go and justify buying new stuff but Yeah um and hopefully buying header in the next few months because I've uh found some work up north up in Rowena which is northern northwestern new south wales so Yeah, just trying to trying to find out how I can justify buying a machine, making it worthwhile, and you know, trying to figure out if I can make payments and all that. It's
0: it's, yeah, for sure. Sometimes, yeah, oh, it's it's a massive thing, especially being young. It's a big gamble, but I think it can pay off if you do it in the right way. I guess as well with that, you've got to think about travel and um getting ahead or on the road and up there yeah there's you've got a lot to think about i'd love to know what are some of the biggest learning curves of running your own contracting business this far
1: yeah well probably probably being disciplined on yourself (laughs) Um, and uh managing your money you got to make sure you you know you're organized and you put money aside for things such as servicing your tractor and um, I don't know, just putting some money aside for breakdowns and um, yeah, just keeping keeping cash flow good when when you need it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, really. Yeah, you just gotta you gotta be careful.
0: And, and do, it. do you have people around you who help uh, educate you on this, or are you sort of I do. Uh, educating yourself? No, a
1: little bit of both. I've I've got plenty of mates who are in the contracted game. And, you know, the people I I have worked for previously, are, they're very supportive and very helpful. You know, if I've had a breakdown with the rock picker um, through sewing and they were helpful, they're lending me a few tools that I didn't yet have to get at six. Um, so, yeah, plenty of support around me, which is good. Yeah. But on the same yeah. token, there's there's plenty of things that I'm having to learn as I go as well, you know, like the, the budgeting financing equipment and whatnot so it's all learning
0: I suppose. What is tax, how to pay tax, how to write something off. Exactly right. They are the things in business money and cash flow and uh, tax and all of that sort of stuff are some of the biggest things and yet they're the least talked about especially young people. I think the big conversation is like why did we not learn this in school?
1: I know yeah I wish they did teach us because it's something everyone needs to know, and yeah, it'd be good if we were taught from a young age instead of being bombarded with all this information as you know, a 18 or 21 year old. Um, yeah. But yeah, I suppose it's a bit a bit to get your head wrapped around. But if you've got good people around you that know what they're talking about, that's always helpful.
0: Yeah, a good accountant is possibly the number one tool in the agriculture industry, and I think they are Absolutely, not given yeah. enough credit. <laughs>
1: No, that's right. That's right. They run many businesses for people.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah, that's spot on. Yeah. Well, spot let's on. switch gears a bit. Otherwise, I'm sure you and I could talk business all day. But I'd like to know <laughs> about your social media because you have, I yeah. would say, you probably are the most, one of the most followed on Instagram farmers in the country. I'm going to put that label on yep. you uh yeah. how did this happen what What? how did you cultivate such a massive following
1: well it's a pretty unique story <laughs> I've told many people this one but basically I was sitting in uh English in year 10 and I'd just gotten a test back and I was not happy with what I got so I thought I was talking to mum and dad and they were saying oh you need a certain ATAR to get into a certain course at university and uh it was starting I was starting to think about you know how could I make money outside of school and you know what happens if i don't want to go to university so basically, I brainstormed some ideas of making money on the internet and doing a few other things, but Instagram is where it fell to um, so I started posting photos of machinery tractors, sheep, just farm photos on an Instagram account called Farming Ag Photos. I don't know if you've heard of that one, have you?
0: Yes, I have.
1: You have? Yeah. So yep. I, I started Farming Ag Photos in, uh, what year was that? Would have been 2017, I think. Yeah, year 10, 2017. Um, and within about 12 months between that one and a couple of other accounts I had, i hit almost 650,000 followers um, and had the, the largest, agricultural social media network in the world which was pretty awesome um
0: wait s- just doing... say that again you had the largest <laughs> agricultural instagram following in the world do you know how I incredible did, yeah. that is
1: yeah it's that... was, it was pretty cool
0: <laughs> and and it you were in um... high school yes
1: yeah, so i was oh when when i hit number one i was doing year 12 exams um and I lost a lot of motivation for doing year 12 exams.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh, for imagine. sure, for sure.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I was sitting between a couple of accounts, between farming egg photos and a couple of other accounts I was running at the time. I had a bit over 600000 followers, which was a loss um, and was getting just under 25 million impressions a week, which
0: wow. is pretty
1: amazing because that's, that's a bit over, well, it's around Australia's population. Every week was um, viewing, viewing what I was posting account. on Instagram. Yeah, that's
0: cool.
1: Wow. Right. So yeah, it was it was really good, and I opened up a couple of print-on-demand uh, clothing shops, which mm-hmm. then I was selling selling clothing to the followers. Because if you think about, you know, twenty five million views a week, if you can get one percent of those people to buy something, then you're going to be making good money. So I started selling clothing. I started doing uh, advertising for Fent, which is a tractor brand over in... um, I was working with Fent in Germany at the time. Um, Did a fair bit for service in Australia, which is actually, I'm pretty sure it's a Canadian company, but we've got branches in Australia. So I was doing a bit of work with them. Um, Did a bit of work with a, a... company from uh where were they from brazil i'm pretty sure that had invented a bulk of bag grain tap which was a unique design at the time when it came out so i did a bit of a video for them and you yeah, know paying me to post it um so yeah, it, was, it was a good it was a good little business i had going and it was pretty cool like i made a lot of contacts all over the world and i've still got them But unfortunately, in end of 2019, um, it all got hacked and I lost everything. (laughs) So it wasn't a great ending. But yeah, it all disappeared overnight, unfortunately. Mm
0: -hmm. So how did that happen? Did somebody obviously saw the following and they they figured your password out?
1: I'm not, I still don't know to this day because I've been looking into it um, almost every day since I lost it in 2019, because obviously it was quite a good business going there and I didn't want to lose it, but, um, I had a 46 character password with two layers of security on the account, the main account. So farming egg photos, mm. um, and someone overseas, I'm not sure where or who, but they used the computer to crack that code in under, oh, apparently it was under three seconds, um, they then got the account and on sold it for a lot of money. Um, and then whoever bought it then posted some inappropriate content on it. Um, right. Then the account got disabled and then it lost, I uh, would have lost probably 400,000 followers. So it's down a fair bit now and it's just sitting there. No one's using it anymore.
0: And you can't access so, it through Instagram? They're They're just not helpful? No,
1: I can't. Nah, very unhelpful. And I know Benjamin Brooksby, who's he was the founder and owner of The Naked Farmer. Um, yeah. similar thing happened to his Instagram account, which is no longer existent. And he tried contacting Instagram. I've done the same thing. And you, just, you can't get onto them. They're just, yeah. We're, we're no one, really. We're just a drop in the ocean.
0: Well, so, we'll, yeah, talk about this we'll talk about this off air. We'll talk about this off air because I, I think, um, yeah, we'll talk about it off air. Let's move on because <laughs> no uh, that good. is a little bit heartbreaking. Uh, <laughs> I want to know. Okay, so let's put that away and you and I will figure that out later. Um, no worries. Then you started your own profile or, was, or were oh, you starting to build your own profile at the same time?
1: Yeah, I, was, I thought I might as well start to build my own profile while I had that other page going. So that's that's how I got the twenty odd thousand followers I got now, mm. um, which is only a snippet of the last account, but still a fair few, I suppose. Um, and I was lucky enough for RB Sellers, the clothing brand, to pick me up as an ambassador, which yes. has been good fun, and they're a great company to deal with.
0: They um, are you know, amazing. They're one of,
1: Yeah, one of Australia's, if not Australia's, largest, most popular farm clothing brand. Yes.
0: Um, And what's it like building your own personal brand like that and having 21,000 people follow your – I mean, you don't post every single movement, but you do post yourself a lot. Do you get recognised? What's it like being an Aga ambassador? Oh,
1: it's not too bad. It has its ups and downs. It's – it makes you feel good going somewhere and people recognize you and they come and say good day and you know, they say, Oh, we love love what you post and you know, I've put a fair bit on my Instagram story of what I'm doing throughout the day and people love watching that. a um, lot of positive comments, a lot of positive feedback. Um, no, it is good, it's really good. And it's it's good doing stuff like this as well. Uh from the Yeah, account. for sure. A
0: lot of yeah, it's very a lot cool. of
1: links. That's right. Yeah. A lot of links to other people in in uh in the similar boat um no it's good unreal actually
0: and you're not like a lot of people i think in this industry are pretty scared to share what they're doing on the daily and but you you seem quite comfortable in front of the camera it hasn't been scary or daunting for you
1: oh not 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 really no it's sort of you're, you're pretty safe on social media apart from the few trolls that you get but it's it's different to to doing it in person i suppose you've got that security of being able to put it up and I don't know you're not you're not in person in front of other people if you get me it's sort of it's a little bit different yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah no it's, it's good you do I did have a few people or well, yeah, everyone has it but you have a few people that comment negatively you just you don't take it on board you sort of just ignore it and you move on I suppose
0: <laughs> yeah but no, yeah that's good. it yeah and I yeah, most, you-
1: most people get around it so
0: yeah, for sure, that's awesome. And what's it like being an Ag ambassador? do you, Do you feel a sense of responsibility, or are you just posting the content that you enjoy and want to post?
1: Oh, a bit of both, really. When um, like I'd probably be posting fairly similar stuff, even if I wasn't an ambassador. Um, I enjoy enjoy sharing what I'm doing with with other people and. They seem to enjoy it as well. Um, you do have a little bit of pressure um, as of the ambassador, though. Like you gotta, you gotta make sure when they when they do send you clothes, you gotta you gotta do the right thing and you know return the favour, I suppose, while putting something up of their uh, of their brand, um, mm, which agree. can be a bit bit diff- yeah, it can be a bit difficult at times though. Like say through harvest, when you're doing 150 hour weeks or something and you're on your own. You know, there's no one there to take take a photo of you. It can be a bit difficult. But yeah, you just gotta be creative. You've got to balance your phone on top of a fence post or do something similar to that.
0: <laughs> Sounds um, like you need to invest no, in a tripod.
1: Yeah, something like that or a new phone. You're not doing too badly though. No, it's doing the job, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, for sure. That's so awesome. I'd love to go back. To a little bit of what a typical day in the life is, because I think everyone in ag has a very different day. And you running your own contracting business, or maybe what a typical uh, week in the life is like. Can you tell us a little bit about this?
1: Yeah, that's that's an interesting one. I think most people in agriculture will agree with me. It's it's every day is different. Um, like uh, through harvest or through sowing, you know, you might be getting up early servicing the header or the seeder, and then getting stuck into a 12-hour shift or a 15-hour shift or 18 or whatever. Um, but then you've got days where there's no harvest or sowing and you might be doing sheet work. You might be marking lambs or drenching ewes or you, know, you might even, I've got two weeks of um, welding fabrication coming up for place down in Western District. So every day is different, every week's different and I suppose every year is different too depending on the weather. So you never get bored in agar fine because you're never doing the same thing. Um, Yeah. Always keeps you on your toes and always busy doing something different.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Not every
1: day is the same, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I want to ask before we start to wrap it up, for someone wanting to enter the agricultural industry as a young person, what would be your biggest piece of advice?
1: Oh, probably just if you're going to go and work on a farm, you've got to be... you got to be punctual to your job. You got to, you try your best. A lot of employers, they're no longer looking for qualifications and, you know, uni degrees. They're looking for people who will get in and have a crack um, and do their best. And you don't have to be the best at what you're doing. But if your employer or if a work colleague can see that you're having a fair crack, it's impressive to them. And they'll they'll be more likely to give you a pay rise or put you on for longer or, recommend you to someone else if they can see you really having a go. Um yeah, and in absolutely. agriculture there's, there's yeah, there's plenty of jobs in AG too. So um yeah it's not as though there's a shortage of work. Um yeah just have a crack and get in. Enjoy it. <laughs> That's all I do really.
0: Yeah. I've got two more questions I want to add in. Number one, yeah, you're what right. is the most common thing you get DM'd about?
1: Oh what size uh, shirt am I? Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> a lot of people want to know. <laughs> what Do they want to send you stuff? Know. Oh, I do get a lot of, yeah, collaboration. Uh, or is that like people
0: want s- to no, know your no, shirt more, size to wear the same size shirt or?
1: That's right. A lot of people want to know, you know, the RB sellers' sizing sometimes can be a little bit different to other brands and people are unsure yeah. of what, what size they are so I'm a bit over six foot so people who who message me want to know yeah what size I am compared to how tall I am and all that sort of thing it can be a bit difficult telling them what size I should be sometimes yeah
0: and (laughs) do you keep up up with all your dms
1: oh I try to keep on top of them
0: yeah (laughs) uh, I guess a little bit of time in the tractor ticks that off that's
1: right yeah that's right plenty of time to sit on the phone but not too much time <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, um, You've got to be responsible a business owner. Of,
1: that's right. Get a lot of questions about where I'm from as well and um, what I do, basically, what we're talking about now, really. And there's a few, few younger people, say, I don't know, 15 to, to 18, who ask, ask where they could find a job or how they could get into a job in agriculture. Um, well, hopefully, and yeah, you can direct
0: this. them to our podcast now, give them a bit yeah. of a uh, lengthy listen. That's
1: right. That's right, yeah. So, yeah, they're all different really. Um, Yeah, Good chatting to people from overseas as well.
0: Yeah, and hearing the difference in what they're doing.
1: Yeah, that's right. Different rainfalls, different soil type, you know, comparing uh, what problems they have go wrong with the same machinery that you're driving, all that sort of Mm. stuff.
0: Yeah. Very interesting. And And my last question is, most 21 year old boys are you you're still 21 or you're 22 now i am no
1: i'm 21
0: yep yeah they aren't running their own contracting business yet they might in 5 years no. but they're not yet what drives you
1: oh i don't know. i just want to succeed i'm not really sure i just love it um, do you
0: have a, a, a big goal like are you wanting to buy more property is that what what it is or oh, absolutely just, yeah i, yep. I
1: Love to love to expand it, you know. A very fast-paced expansion would be very nice. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, want, wanting to accumulate land is is a fairly big uh, drive, I suppose. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, I sort of just want to have my own place and do my own thing, I guess.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd rather be doing this and, say, drinking every weekend and going cobbing like a lot of me mates in Melbourne do. Um,
0: yeah.
1: But, no, it's, it's definitely definitely what i enjoy that's for sure
0: yeah and lastly before we go where can people find you share your handles with us
1: oh wow mainly just instagram really i i don't have a, a facebook um public account i suppose it's i've got a private account but probably not best to contact me there
0: <laughs> yeah so, so is, yeah, it's probably, just
1: probably just instagram
0: yeah and it's just at darcy robinson isn't it
1: yeah uh, i think it what is it uh at darcy underscore rob yeah
0: yes and we'll leave um, that in the link below for everyone to listen awesome. thank you so much for chatting with us today i have learned so right, much my and you should be really proud of what you're doing and the impact that you're adding to the australian agricultural industry because you are doing a really really awesome job
1: oh thank you very much means a lot
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Generation Ag. We hope you loved it. If you did, don't forget to visit our guest bios page on our website where you can get all of their contact information. And if you have an idea for another guest in the future or a story that you want to hear, you can get in touch with us via our email, which is hello at generationag.com.au. Don't forget to follow us on our socials at generation.ag. That's Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you've loved this episode as well, you can share it with your friends on your socials and make sure to subscribe to us on the podcast app and leave us a review because that all really helps as well. Thanks, guys. Bye.